you the quantum mechanics? Yes, we are the quantum mechanics with a paranormal podcast that delves under the hood of the strange and the unexplained and tries to work out what the heck is going on out there. And it's a special episode this week, right, Ben? Yes, we're back in our spiritual home and spiritual in both senses of the word. This is the pub where we started our recording before the world went nuts. and Even more nuts. Even more nuts, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're back and uh, we have been granted permission to spend the night here to see if we can uncover the otherworldly inhabitants or inhabitant of uh, this pub. And yeah, we thought it would make a great episode to see... We've always we've always billed it as the podcast that comes from the haunted pub. So let's see if we can see who's haunting it, right? Put it, putting our beer money where our mouth is, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Well, f- firstly, I want to say it's quite weird doing this podcast in the same room as you, Ben. And actually, I'm looking at Ben right now. Obviously, we're social distancing, and our little pop guard thing does help with. Uh, it's like a little mask in front of our face, but. We're here in the same room, which is really, really strange in itself. So if nothing weird happens tonight, this has been weird enough for me, I think. Yeah. Not, not, yeah. not that your face particularly, but just the fact that we're here in the same room. Well, you say that. I've put on <laughs> quite a bit of weight in lockdown. So Yeah, I think everybody has. But uh, it's so great to be back here. It was just brilliant walking in and uh, the wonderful landlady, hopefully we'll hear a little bit uh, from later, uh, who's going to tell us a little bit of the haunted history of the pub. You know, such a great welcome that we got. It's brilliant to be back. And, yeah, it, it's hot up in the room where we record. But still, I'd rather be here than kind of looking at you over Zoom, Ben, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's August in the UK. And so, obviously, with global warming, it's, it's about 37 degrees outside. But I think for people that don't uh, live in the UK, they probably don't... Well, they may not have come across... The sort of the pub culture that is, uh, I think it's quite uniquely British. And there are a lot of pub names. You sort of, if you uh, if you live in the UK, you'll be familiar with your Red Lions and your Nags Head and all of that. But I don't think, probably people from abroad when they come here, don't appreciate that all of those names have a meaning. And quite a lot of them are paranormal in their own right. So a very popular pub name, for example, is the Green Man. Right. And the Green Man is really an ancient pagan symbol, and it was kind of re-embraced uh, by Christians. But it's uh, it, the, the, the name the Green Man is responsible, for example, some people say, for the legend of Robin Hood, uh, the man that lives out in the woods and delivers the goods to the poor. Um, and the uh, very sorry, well, pause. I, I, I didn't realize that's where the green the green man comes from. Is it? Well, it, so the green man spawns sorry, that's, the that's legend. The... Yes, yes. Wow. So, so the man living in the forest, dressing in green. You know the legend of um, him him wearing the green tights. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. he he wasn't just a frustrated transvestite <laughs> with uh, a poor choice of colours. Right. There's, there's a reason why he's he's green. <laughs> he was drunk as well. Yes, that's right. Yes, <laughs> yeah. um, but the pub. Uh, that we're in called the Cross Keys Um, apparently and I only learnt this today because I thought oh yeah well what is that about Uh, it's a symbol of uh, Peter not you but Saint Peter one of the disciples know me (laughs) (laughs) uh, he was one of Jesus's first followers 
and um, I didn't again didn't know this. Apparently, he was crucified upside down, and um, oh, he weird. is pictured in lots of paintings as having uh, keys in his hand because he holds the keys to heaven. Ah. And so the cross keys, those buildings tended to have deeply religious roots. Uh, but we've had our first weird experience of the night. So we've recorded we recorded our intro. Uh, with a few facts uh, and like I said we're going to get we were planning to get Trudy on right now uh, we've just gone back and reviewed what we've recorded I was recording onto uh, a little portable player called a, an H5 uh, Zoom and Ben was recording directly into his laptop uh, and we've listened back to the stuff that we recorded and Ben, your laptop seemed to stop recording halfway through our thing. And it, I, I was watching you. You were nowhere near it. You didn't touch it. Weird. I didn't touch it. No, no. It's it's very weird and slightly frustrating. Frustrating because uh, I did it all in one take. And, you know, <laughs> I, I think it was interesting. But also yeah. the kit that I've got is, you know, 100% reliable. So anybody that is slightly geeky about this stuff. I've got a MacBook Pro that I'm running Audacity on. I've got uh, a Behringer preamp, and I've got a condenser mic that plugs into that. It's all pretty standard kit. Uh, it was plugged into the mains. I'm monitoring the entire time in headphones. Yeah. I could hear everything in headphones, and I'm watching the Audacity waveform come up and i'm just talking into the microphone and watching that and then i did what i always do finished it press stop downloaded the file and put it in the cloud but it turns out that that file was uh, corrupt and well the sorry that's not true the file wasn't corrupt no, but it stopped the it, the file was fine but the recording stopped before i had finished my words of wisdom that is the I mean, reason it's... you will subscribe don't know if that's a paranormal thing. It is our first weird thing of the night, but um, it's never happened to us before. But uh, yeah, there you go. Well, it has never happened before, and that is a little bit weird. And it's also a little bit odd that, uh, like, as you will hear, one of the first things I'm going to tell you about is the meaning of the cross keys. And so I just wonder whether, you know, one of the spirits yeah. here didn't didn't enjoy my explanation yeah so well let's uh take two okay <laughs> take so two. i i think i think what we're going to do is we've, we've got we've got part of the intro thing so we'll keep that as normal so as they say in the trade this is almost like a, a pickup of when you start talking about the cross keys but we're doing this for no other reason that uh, ben's recording mysteriously didn't turned off its recording halfway through our uh I think. So, Ben, tell me about the cross keys. <laughs> okay. So, what I was talking about before I was rudely interrupted by either the spirit world or a software glitch is British pubs. And some of, so we've already been through some of the most famous uh, haunted ones, but I wanted to talk about some of the ones that were a little bit closer to home and some of the ones that are most intriguing. But yeah. also the names are pretty intriguing. So if you are British, you will understand and you will know if you've ever been to Britain, you might have come across the fact that there are a lot of pubs that are called 
the red lion or the king's head or whatever and all of those names have a story behind them and i had no idea about what the cross keys meant and so i thought as we are now spending the night here in the cross keys i should probably gen up on it and i didn't realize that it's biblical the cross keys are the sign of saint peter who is apparently the gatekeeper of heaven and my this... favorite saint i have to say ah of course of course <laughs> yeah um often these pubs are found near churches that are dedicated to saint peter right. so the kind of the story goes that when people walked to the sunday service they often stayed afterwards at a house near the church to drink beer and to watch or participate in sporting events and those houses became known as pubs so public houses right and they would use the sign of the saint to which the church was dedicated so in the cross keys case it's saint peter Uh, for an eagle uh, it's saint john so if you see a pub called the eagle it's saint john Uh, or for a, a lion so the red lion or the lion that's saint mark Ah. And so that kind of makes a lot of sense. And and the reason that St. Peter is known as the gatekeeper of heaven is apparently, you know, according to biblical stories, he was crucified upside down uh, because he didn't want to imitate Jesus. And he's often depicted uh, holding the keys. So, so because he was so right. pious, he has the keys to heaven. So that's that's where it all comes from and is there is there a connection between that and the kind of you know the kind of satanic symbol you see in movies and stuff of the cross upside down or is there no connection i so i had thought that and i'm not sure there is i don't i so i think the reason for the upside down cross of the uh, sort of the satanic symbol is it's kind of like the the polar opposite to the christian symbol i think that's all it is perverting the christian symbol. it's perverting it yeah yeah Yeah, yeah, exactly exactly but um just straying away from the paranormal and esoteric just for a second while i was researching that i came across a brilliant fact that i thought everybody should know and that is about pubs called the nags head so the nags head is a really common pub name there's there's one just up the road here but pretty much in any village or town in the uk if you if you look close enough you'll find a pub called the nags head and you've got to wonder why that is and if if you're not familiar with the term the nag is basically a sort of a slang word for an older horse and apparently it goes back to when there were pirates and or smugglers and they would have an accomplice on the land and at night this accomplice when the pirate or smuggling ship was ready to dock and bring its uh, spoils to shore they would put a lantern around the neck of an older horse and the reason being is that that horse wouldn't you know run around and canter everywhere wander off or whatever it wouldn't wander off yeah and and the person isn't carrying the lantern because they don't want to be caught by the authorities so they put this lantern around a sedate old horse's neck and when the ship at sea sees this lantern moving back and forth which is the horse kind of grazing in the field at night they know that that's their signal to come and land. And that signal becomes known as the nag's head. Ah. So they're looking for the nag's head to land. And, of course, you know, pubs, uh, you know, synonymous with 
smuggling and rum smuggling and all that sort of thing and pirates drinking. So I thought that was just a really interesting. That is, that's fact. quite. It's really good fact. I just had this weird vision of the kind of the trainee smuggler. And this, what horse have you chosen? I put it round Sea Biscuit. He's like, whoa, he's running <laughs> up and down the coast. <laughs> Where are we landing? Oh, over there, over there. Sir. No, no, over, no, there, over, over there, there, sir. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, I think it's interesting. I guess, I guess, it's more to do with the kind of smugglers' um, bounty that because uh, you were saying there are around here, which isn't a coastal area, so. Uh, I, I, I guess it the name just kind of grew and spread yeah. in there because it's not it's not always coastal pubs that have that name, right? No, no, no. I think probably like with all of all of these things, you know, either the owner of the Nags Head then sets up another pub and decides to call that the Nags Head, or you know, it just becomes a it becomes a thing. And and also, like I think there's a, there's, a, there's a thing in the UK where um, there are a certain number of kind of traditional pub names and anybody that kind of makes a non-traditional pub name, yeah. it's it's slightly sneered upon because it looks, you know, it, it looks a bit weird and slightly yeah. naff. Well, I and, remember I remember when I was a kid, my, my dad used to drink uh, in a pub and he always used to call it the, the Hoodie. And I, I didn't really understand this until I was much older. But the pub was called the Who'd Have Thought It, uh, ah. and their uh, their kind of sign was uh, of the moon landing. Oh blimey! Which was weird. And it's like I, I often think about it because I've never quite come across a pub that's got you know such a modern reference or a, a you know relatively modern, not modern really, but modern non-traditional let's say signs so there are not many of them about the british pubs tend to go for that traditional route i guess modern gastro pubs do experiment a bit more but yeah interesting they do they do so what i thought i would do as we are looking for the ghost in our home pub i would just look at a few interesting stories from yeah. other pubs so i know you've been through the most haunted pubs and i was just looking for eye-catching ones so the, the what yep. i wanted to do was find one in oxfordshire as we're in oxfordshire yeah makes sense. and the, the one that jumped out was the trout in wolvercut and anybody and anybody anywhere in the world who's watched inspector morse which is you know a good old traditional detective drama set in oxford if you've watched a few episodes, it's likely that you will have seen him in this. Was, and pub. he was a, he was a beer man as well. He was a beer man, and this place is known for the beers. Yeah, but the trout is right next to the the Thames River in Oxfordshire, and opposite it, uh, so straight across from the river, is the Godstow Nunnery. And a former resident of the Godstone Nunnery was Rosamond the Fair. Now, it's likely that a lot of people will have heard that name but didn't really know who she was or, you know, how she was associated. Right. So it turns out that she was the mistress of King Henry II. And it is believed that the king would meet her in a secret garden protected by a labyrinth with Rosamond joined by a thread to one of his knights. So this labyrinth is allegedly 
opposite the Trout Pub. Right. In so the the nunnery is now ruins, and this labyrinth would have been made of bushes, obviously. So there's no trace of it. So the king would go into the labyrinth, and presumably because she didn't want to get lost, one of his knights would hold the thread, and she would go in there and do whatever well, might, she was doing. It might also the, be to kind of as a plausible deniability kind of protect her honor just if anyone said what were you meeting the king alone for you just say well no i was yeah there was a night there he would he, he you know we were attached the whole time must have been that's a long, right yeah yeah long no, bit no, of thread no, right of course yeah yeah no all of those things are completely possible uh the sad thing for rosamond was though that uh, queen eleanor the king's wife she got very jealous so she killed the knight grabbed the threads <laughs> Wow. and murdered Rosamond. Wow. And it's because of this violent death that she's said to haunt the pub, seeking revenge. Ah. So that all makes a lot of sense, I suppose, except that it's the other side of the river. So, Well, that was, what, that was going through my mind. How did, how did she get across the river with... Because let's face, I mean, maybe I'm I'm being a bit too stereotypical. The night, maybe they weren't in full armor, but I, I'm not sure I'd like to swim across a river if I was either in a nun's habit or in a in a suit of armor. Right? But, yeah. Uh, I mean, as with all of these, unless there things, was a bridge, there might have been a bridge. Well, I there think. is there is a bridge right by the trout. So the road, uh, sort of the the road bisects the the trout pub itself and the garden right and then it's car park so you go over when you go over the bridge and it's a very old sort of humpback bridge you are going sort of through the middle of the pub grounds and so it's likely that back then that wouldn't have obviously been a you know a car bridge or even a carriage bridge it would have been a footbridge and that's true like maybe she just got bored of hanging out in a maze and decided <laughs> she'd come over for some drinkies. And, and it was an inn, so we don't know the relationship between her at the nunnery and that inn. Maybe that's where they got their food from. Maybe that's where they drank right, out. Right. But it's it's a romantic story, yeah. and it kind of fits with Oxfordshire. Well, not- not if you're the knight, it's not. Oh, God, they're right there. I'm off again. I've got to go. go get, oh, yeah, I've got the string. Yeah, off you go. I've got the string. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be the knight on that one. And, you you know, oh, yeah, I can just see him no. wheel, wheeling her back in at the end of the night. But has, has I'm not there, listening. Yeah. Has there been weird kind of activity? I mean, yes, there's the ghost story, but what kind of activity have they had, do you know? Well, the legends sort of tell of seeing... You know, you're kind of usual things moving in the bar, shadow figures moving throughout the pub. It's not another woman in a white dress. This one's in a nun's habit. It's well, did they have habits in those days? I don't know if they did. Uh, gosh, I don't know. I mean, I certainly like, I think if I looked hard enough, I could find somebody saying that they were in a habit, but I don't think that's the that's the the main the main thing. Yeah, ghostly figure, but like. I think with all of these things, a healthy dose of scepticism should come into play. So the pub itself, it's so old and it has sort of little tiny bar areas, almost like little snugs with solid stone floors and fireplaces. 
And in in the depths of winter, uh, even today, it's still very subtly lit with sort of lamps on the wall. Like shadows play on the wall and, you know, after a few pints of Breaks beer. Yeah. Well, weirdly, I I was, uh, I don't think we're going now, but I was supposed to go uh, and have a meal there next week uh, for a friend's birthday i've not been there before but um it got cancelled in the end so I'd, i i was going to say i could come back and report if i saw anything strange but no it's been cancelled so i can't well i i've been there numerous times and i've nothing no, not no i've seen nothing odd uh but you know the food's good so go all right good all right i will <laughs> but it's it's a really nice place anyway but it's a so lovely that's, legend that's the trout uh it's just it's the kind of in, in, yeah, it's just it's pretty near Oxford, really. You could easily uh, do that and go into the centre, couldn't you? Oh yeah, 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 absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, you you could walk, you could walk from it to the centre of Oxford. Um, and another one which really caught my eye, and it's because of the Daphne du Maurier novel that was written about it, right. and you mentioned it last week. Jamaica Cotswold's right? most haunted inn, the the Jamaica inn, yeah, which strangely only goes back to the 18th century i thought it was older than that but it catered for travelers who were going between bodmin and uh launceston so that is a pretty bleak and wild ride across the moors yeah really it's it's rugged and remote and Basically, yeah, it's in the middle of Bodmin Moor. And those travellers were kind of coming there to get shelter and sustenance between those two places. So those are kind of two trading posts. And it gets its name because uh, the local landowners were actually governors of Jamaica. So Uh. the, the pub itself, it doesn't have any particular connection to jamaica that's just it was sort of in honor of the landlady the um the landowners but what really put it on the map was as i say the uh, daphne de maurier 1936 novel jamaica in yeah it made it really kind of famous and be- turned it into a tourist attraction and i think people probably now come n- partly because of that history but partly because they know of the ghost stories yeah and and there are quite a lot so it 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 ranges from phantom footsteps that you hear going in the corridors at night you've yeah. got your horse's hooves that i was gonna say the car- you've had the carriages we had that come up in another we, last it, week in a couple of the other haunted pubs but yeah yeah the, exactly which exactly. I, I find the i that that i think that would freak me out more than seeing a kind of ghostly figure i think seeing a horse and carriage would be really bizarre yeah i think so too i think so too uh and apparently another thing that people hear is agitated conversations sometimes in a foreign tongue uh and you you hear those in the darker corners of otherwise empty rooms so their guidebook says and i can completely understand that i i've seen the place and it is quite sort of old and i don't know stony if you see what i mean it's yeah, got really what, what, thick walls well isn't that the place where there's a there was a story of someone who left like 
half a pint and gone out and got murdered. Ah. Is is that that place? The Wayfarer, yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, good, cool. Are you going to tell that story? That's yes. a good story. So this is, this is the inn's oldest spectre. Okay. And You've just been talking about Inspector Morse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is, yes, the inn spectre. spectre. The it's inn very spectre. different, two different, ends. Different, yes. different, okay, yeah. So we don't know the name of this gentleman, but he was reputed to have been a wayfarer, so a wanderer, perhaps a tradesman. Yep. And one evening he was drinking his ale at the bar and a man peered around the door and called for him to come outside. So legend has it that he puts down his half-full tankard, so he's got half a pint in there, and he goes out into the night and... He was never seen alive again. The next morning, his lifeless corpse was found on Bodmin Moor. His identity, that of his assailant, completely remains a mystery to this day. But his ghost has appeared many times. And uh, it has a particular attraction to the wall in front of the inn. And he's often seen in the bar, just sitting silent and motionless. He doesn't respond to greetings he appears oblivious to those that pass by and after a few moments of gazing nonchalantly into space he just dissolves into nothingness and the <laughs> the tale like, is that sounds like me in the pub after about three pints. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. well the, the tale is that he's back to finish his pint his, his, which is a great story I hope, it's I a ho- great story i hope it's true because that's it's 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 almost a perfect fireside tale, isn't it? Oh, it's absolutely perfect. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a that's your typical pub haunting. Yeah. But my final one that I wanted to talk about before we get into the ins and outs of trying to find Mrs. Tipple this evening. Yeah. Um, I've talked about how most of the English pubs either have a very traditional name, like the Cross Keys, or they have a name that... Uh, it's associated particularly with their local area, so like the Jamaica Inn. Yep. But there's a really nice exception to that, and that is uh, the Banshee Labyrinth Pub in <laughs> Scotland. What a great name. It's such a great name, isn't it? And as you know, I really do love a Banshee. Yeah. And sections of this pub were once part of the infamous underground vaults of Edinburgh. So they're really, really old. So anybody that doesn't know, Edinburgh, it's you know it's very old, but it's built on something even older. There were vaults underneath Edinburgh. So during the plague times, a whole new city was created on the sealed-off old city right. where all the people who were you know dying of plague were uh, sort of walled in. And... You can you can still go around those parts, but the the Banshee Labyrinth gets its name because when they were rebuilding and renovating the pub, they were also renovating those underground uh, sort of vault rooms. Right, and there was a group of workmen working in the closed pub when they heard a sobbing noise, and then they found what appeared to be a young woman with her head in her hands crying. And when they went towards her, this peculiar apparition lifted her face to gaze upon the workman with eyeless sockets and screamed a blood-curdling cry that caused the labourers to flee the pub. And that's where it gets its name. Really? So you you, was, ha- you had me at Banshee, let alone the story. That's great. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So, so it was basically the uh, the investment from a wealthy sort of uh, a businessman, I guess, who was trying to start a new pub in Edinburgh, and he owns this land, and that includes the vaults underneath, and he's trying to create a big space for drinking and partying and all of the brilliant stuff. If ever you've been to Edinburgh, there's there's an all-encompassing party atmosphere the whole time. Yeah. And then this happens, and that's how it gets that's how it gets its name. So I, I thought that's amazing. I have one question because I know that there are areas of London. There's uh, like near Greenwich. There's Blackheath where plague victims were kind of buried, and I think there are rules that you can't dig certain areas up because mm. of you know fear of setting the plague. I, I didn't I. I didn't realise there was that history in Edinburgh. Is that? I wonder if there's similar rules that you can only you can only dig down so far in case you kind of release the plague again. Maybe uh, I think that's probably true now. But I think when this happened, it was a bit looser. It was a little bit looser. Yeah. So yeah. it's a good job that banshee was there. Whoa! Don't there's plague down here. Don't dig. Yes. Well. So the other part of the legend and is completely unverifiable is that uh, one of the workmen who was scared off then got a call later saying that there was a death of a family member. Right, so okay, which is which is 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 typical banshee work. It's we've, typical banshee work. We've yeah, had this yeah. in the past, haven't we? That's that we that, have. That's your classic banshee. It's your classic banshee, and as we've said, like it's a fairly miserable existence. If you're a you know a banshee apprentice, like. All you're doing is screaming in the face of people who've lost a yeah. family member. Yeah. It it wouldn't hurt to just go, sorry, I've but, got some bad news. But no, it's a scream. But that banshee, who's if you get a pub named after you, surely oh, you're, you're, you're gonna be employee of the month in the banshee. You're gonna have your name you you're gonna have your photo on the wall, I think. That's if true. You get a pub That's named true. after you. But like one of the things that has occurred to me since we were last talking about banshees and as you know in my personal life i probably talk about banshees once every 48 hours but (laughs) like it occurred to me like how do they how do they occur like are they an old spirit um like are are they just born into bansheeism and if they're born into bansheeism who do they mate with it doesn't it's a yeah i'm still i'm gonna i'm keeping with my theory it's just part of a training program and it's you know you start off with your banshee and then you move you move your way up to full apparition i'm sticking with that theory well i suppose in days gone by a trainee banshee may have gone on to be a vocalist in shakespeare's sister so <laughs> there you go <laughs> i can see the attraction yeah uh, yeah I, i'm loving this though i'm loving i like the, the we did the episode last week about the kind of weird hauntings. I think the name thing, really, really interesting. And, mm. you know, I think... I think the difference... I was thinking about this as you were talking. I think the difference with our haunted pub that we're in now is it's not some legendary haunting. It doesn't go back hundreds of thousands of years and kind of, you no. know headless horsemen and clo- like hooves outside and and all that kind of stuff 
it you know this uh, I, I know Trudy's going to come on in a minute and tell us a little bit about the history of the pub but you know we're talking this is a 20th century ghost right in this mm, pub yeah absolutely and I think that's quite interesting because you don't come across many of those kind of stories it's almost I think we've had it with the episode we did last week and some of these they're that they're almost a lot of them the banshee one different i think but they're almost like haunted pub tropes aren't they you know Mm. there's a woman in white there's there's horse and carriages outside there's there's that kind of stuff whereas i think what's interesting about where we record is uh at our little pub studio is it's it's it seems different to that and it doesn't seem as sinister which is why we kind of like no, recording I, here right no no and i don't think it i don't think it is sinister i think it's it's one of those things where people like to have sort of scary stories they can tell and like of all the things that i have just told you I can't offer any evidence for any of them, and they are most likely tales told. There's probably a smidgen of truth which has been yeah. sort of uh, rolled on a rock with some moss to become bigger and bigger. Yeah, it's folklore. Whereas, yeah, it's folklore, exactly. Whereas where we are this evening, I think it does differ because we do know that there are people who frequent this pub who have witnessed strange things and i think that's why it's so fascinating to be here we always like the whole point of our podcast was to take the middle ground and sort of almost be agnostic about things show show us the evidence let's see what's going on let's not either dismiss people who say they've seen something and let's not jump to conclusions that they are yeah. seeing a spirit from an uh, you know fr- from beyond the grave yeah and i think that's why this is interesting it's um you know i'm treating it almost as a sort of a a gcse science outing <laughs> there you go perfect well we've had one weird thing as we said we we've we've had the weird thing with uh ben's recording just weirdly stopping halfway through um uh we're gonna uh we're we're gonna be a bit stop and starty tonight because we're spending the whole night here so uh we're gonna move down at the moment the bar's really busy uh so we're waiting just for the bar to close uh then we're going to talk to the landlady trudy i think we're going to talk to her up here uh and then we'll set up downstairs and uh see if we can find uh find any more evidence of uh of our our haunted pub studio ghost so uh we're going to stop recording now uh and then we'll uh we'll get trudy the current landlady uh of our uh, pub studio to uh to come and have a chat with us and tell us about a bit of history of the building and uh the ghost that lives here yeah stay tuned and see what happens yeah i'm excited all right cool so now we're back in the haunted pub, as we've said, and joining us now is the landlady who's been generous enough to let us record in here before and now after lockdown. Hi, Trudy. Hello, Ben. So we've been recording in here because it's not just a lovely space, but um, it's it's a lovely pub. But we've always known that it's 
got another presence here. There is somebody here that isn't of this plane. There's a ghost, right? Yes. So could you tell us a little bit about the history of this building and how this ghost fits into it, please? If I start from... uh, It's a Victorian building built in 1841. Uh, The ghost that shows herself to me... uh, came to this building in 1921 uh, as a landlady and uh, she ran the pub for 35 years. And so when when did you first know that there was there was a presence here? Did you feel it? Did you see it? There was there an incident that first happened? Yes. So uh, me and my husband were coming here just to uh, run the pub for four weeks, and uh, we still wanted to see what we were what we were letting ourselves in for. So we came up to view the pub to see where we were staying. And as we went up into the accommodation, uh, there was a a lady that I saw sitting on a sofa in what was the sitting room at the time. Uh, I w- so. We came away from the accommodation. We went back home, which we were living in London at the time. And then I said to my husband, "There was there's a ghost in the in the pub," and uh, just left it at that. But we wouldn't. I I knew that we were coming up to stay there for four weeks. So when we came up the week after to to come for four weeks to temporarily come to this pub. Um, as we were standing at the bar on the night before we were going to be taking it over, there was a one photograph on the bar, a black and white photograph. And as I was looking at it, I said to my husband, I said, that lady in that photograph, that's the lady that was upstairs. And when you saw that person upstairs, you knew it was a ghost. You, you knew it wasn't a real... A yes, because you, <laughs> there, was no, uh, there was nobody else up there. Uh, there was only myself and my husband, and you, so so to see her. You, so if I look straight ahead at her, I wouldn't see her. But you literally just turn your head slightly to the side, and you can see them out the side of your eye. So 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 yes, but clear, very clear. And and what did your your husband say when when you said this? Uh, he well, he doesn't believe as such but i think he sort of trusts me he respects your opinion yeah he respects my opinion yeah right right and so by the time that you moved in to take over this pub you knew that there was there was somebody else there was there was somebody else there yeah yeah okay and then after you'd moved in what happened was that was there physical activity or well the well funny enough the uh the night (laughs) <laughs> the first few nights we came here, I was left on my own, funny enough, because my husband was still had his job, he was working elsewhere. So I was one left on my own in the flat with the dog uh, to lay on a blow-up bed just in one of the rooms. And in the night, um, <laughs> the dog got up to... I don't know what she did. She just went down the hallway and I got up to just see where she was. And as I got up, I then sensed this presence again uh, and 
she was just asked, just telling me that she was just waiting for a cup of tea. Right. So since then, have you struck up something of a relationship with her? Uh, a relationship as in we have the same, uh, we're on that same energy zone. I don't know if, you know, if, if we sort of, uh, what what I found out recent, you know, afterwards was the fact that she was a landlady of the pub. And I think we ran the pub the same way. So we resonate very similar, uh, which is, I think, why we probably uh, resonated in those first few meetings. Right. And so you don't you don't feel threatened it sounds like you almost feel supported by her yes yes i i I found her energy very uh she it's just energy she's left there she's lived there you know here for a long time and uh yeah i feel very supported by her and is there do you do you think or do you know is there a reason why she's still here and hasn't hasn't moved on i don't I don't think she's here all the time. I think she was, I think her energy's here because she was very happy here. And every now and then that energy f- forms itself. It's just there. It's just the presence. It's just, she's left a mark here. Right. So, so it's not that she's unhappy. It's just the fact that she was here for a, a good time of her life, you know, and, and it's something that she loved. But her energy here, it isn't residual, it's an active, intelligent energy. Yes. Right, right. And does she have any of, does her husband come or is it it just her? No, it's just her. Um, uh, If, uh, right, with the men, the men seem to be in in this the function room in in the meeting room where we're recording where we are now right so the men are not they don't tend to be in the like the house side of stuff or in the bar side um it if in here this is where the the men are so uh you know whether it this was meeting room or you know stables a, a loft uh, this is where a lot of the male energy is. Right. And so, obviously, this isn't just the pub that we know and love. This is your, you know, this is your house. This yes. is where you live. Do you feel comfortable with all of this energy yes. around you? Yes. Because I, <laughs> like like I am with people, I ask them not to overstep the mark. So, in other words, if, if I'm nervous, like I was at the beginning of uh, that was... 11 years ago now I would say I know you're there but can you please just uh you know just leave me alone today please and, and that works they it don't it does work it works for me <laughs> it, it doesn't mean they ha- they've decided to disappear but the difference is they've, they've decided not to step into my space they've respected that space and so particularly with um the the previous landlady that's there do you feel like she respects your position do you think she's she's aware of what you're doing here uh yeah i i think we we sort of come from the same stock as such um as in um as in we want to create a a lovely social place for people who you know who who need that but we all but we need those people to respect the space they're in it's not just for them same as you know uh because it's a place where people meet and, you know, they're lonely at home. <laughs> right, right. 
So you think that was something she was passionate yes, about yeah. when she was alive? Yeah, I think right. she was very much a, a carer. After she was very much a, um, you know, there, there was a room in the in the flat. We've changed it now into a kitchen, but the room was. Um, it had like an old-fashioned basin and stuff. And it turns out that she used to um, take in lodgers that had come in from the war and she would look after them and stuff like that. And that's just in one of the rooms. Uh, so she was very... Um, it was part extra part of her, you know, just, just so she was the landlady, but then she was there to help those in need. And, and mostly, yes, it was males coming from the war and stuff like that. Right. So she took her position in the community pretty seriously. Yes, yeah, yes. And and so you think that is part of one of the reasons why she's still here, because she takes that so seriously. Yeah. So obviously one of the reasons that we're here now after hours is because, you know, to put it bluntly, we'd quite like to meet her, but we don't want to be disrespectful. After this, I think we're going to go down stairs to the bar area where she's seen what is the best way to to approach this where um she can understand that we're being respectful uh i personally think she can sense that already uh yeah i i I think she can sense that already and um yeah there's there's nothing you're not doing anything to untoward yeah, so I think she, she respect. I, she has trust in me, and and I have trust in you. Yeah, so that's the respect, and and I know there's no boundaries you can go across. There's nothing you can go across because at the end of the day, she'll either go, you know, yes or no, and it's it's not going to do her any harm at all. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And do uh, because I don't know quite how spirits um work and what they can see do you think she understands that um we're we'll be intrigued by getting evidence but we're not asking her to perform do you think that that's yes that's I, I, okay? she she doesn't feel like a puppet it's her choice whether or not she steps in or not um she uh they have their intelligence you, they're gonna uh, so, so she'll be going on feeling and emotion and light, as in, you know, the light that she'll see you as light and, and stuff like that. So she can see that she's a good person. <laughs> and, and it's all that uh, like attracts like. So, um, you know, I've, I've, I have had a chat to her tonight and I'm hoping that she's going to um, appear in some way. I'm trusting she, she will may sit there for a while. But I'm I'm sh- I'm sure she will show something. And and what sort of uh, physical things should we be looking out for? What what is her sort of typical modus operandi when she's interacting with the physical world? Um, it's right. So that's a hard one for me to answer because when when I see her, when I sense her, it it it's I can see her or I can hear her. And, and feel her so so I feel and sense and and hear now me personally oh apart from she might knock a glass off the top or something I was going to say nothing's really happened but there's some things that have happened that you think but I just put that to maybe it, the glass was off the, you know mm. she might knock a glass but 
I still, for me personally, I would say I, I sense and feel and, 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 and see her, yeah. What I've heard from uh, people in the pub, they've literally felt their Glasgow fly in. But yeah. that's, that's not my personal experience. That's me standing. I've, I've seen it, but it could be anything, yeah. Well, as, as you know, that did happen on my table once and I can't find another Well, that's once to you, but it, it hasn't just happened once. So, right. so it's yeah. happened a few times. Yeah. And we've even, we've changed tables. So case the table was wonky, we've changed. But it's always, we move another table there. And in that position, it's still it's a different table, but same area. And then it happens still. So, but as I say, that is um, not my experience. That is other people's experience. But it has happened at least three times. And at least the last time was with a different table. And it still happened. Right, right, right. Well, this evening we've got um, a few sort of typical devices. We've got uh, an EMF sensor. We've got um, uh, audio recorders. And because I think the, the difference is, is because um, you're, you're sensitive, clearly, and um, you, can, you can see these things. For those people who aren't, it does become frustrating because you're, you're desperately trying to see something and i think probably one of the things that we've always um been uh, a little bit uh not against but we've found difficult to swallow is uh, when you see on the ghost hunting shows asking for a ghost to slam a door or turn a light off or something that feels like you're disturbing something or asking for something which is quite impossible so i suppose the best outcome for this evening apart from your interpretation of it, would be just a little something that we could take away that we would be able to... And again, it isn't like we don't believe that she's there. It's more like um, trying to find a way of interacting on a plane that we can understand. Well, there's a cupboard in the corner that um, occasionally opens on its own. Now, it's got no reason to open on its own because it's on a latch. Now, I put it down to the fact that it's... The, the change of heat in the room and stuff like that and you oh. know the catch might because it, it's a a slider catch and I'm just you know it's just like I just think it's the change of heat so that's why the doors come open but once again that's happened too many times if you know what I mean so so that's the cupboard door is, is one thing um and the ta- the table with the glass is the other and uh <laughs> Just, just something f- falling off be- behind the bar, whether it's a bag of crisps or they don't, they don't sit there for two days and then fall off. Do you know what I mean? It's just yeah. like they, they just don't do that, but but it does. It happens. Okay, well, probably the best thing we could do now is to move down to that area and and be patient. Be patient. <laughs> Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you. So, yeah, well, we've just had a really weird experience. It's about 20 past one. We were just setting up to record with Trudy, the landlady, just to ask her a bit about we're now sitting in the main bar in the corner where a lot of the activity uh, goes on. And there are beer mats all over the ceiling. And literally where we were setting up the mic, one has just fallen onto the floor right by our feet, nearly hitting the microphone. Uh, and it's just lying there, very peculiar. 
Yeah, it's like it's really it's one of those scenarios where you go, is it a coincidence or was that deliberate? So it's a hot day in August. It's been hot for the last five or six days. But this ceiling is covered, covered in beer mats. There isn't a single inch that isn't covered in one. I would say, like, I, I'm not very good at estimating. I would say there's probably two and a half thousand of them. And one, right by us setting up our recording equipment, at the right moment, fell by our feet. Yeah, it's the, it's the location of it, I think, mm. <laughs> probably more than anything else, because it, it, it's literally by the foot of where we were setting up the mic to do the recording. So, like Ben said, maybe it's uh, just a weird coincidence, but we do tend to have a few of these while we're doing <laughs> this podcast. We, we're quite big on odd coincidences, but, yeah, yes. that uh, will keep you informed, but it was quite strange. Yeah, well... In a moment, we'll reset and we'll have a chat to Trudy and see what she thinks. Brilliant. Okay, cool. Okay. Just before we started recording just now, and the whole of the ceiling of this pub is coated in beer mats, and one of them has just popped off. I'll put a f- photograph of it on Instagram, but that was quite unexpected. We're sitting in the corner called Tipple's Corner, and we're right by the cupboard that Trudy was just uh, mentioning earlier that opens by itself. And also the picture of the landlady herself, the uh, the supposed ghost. Uh, so, Trudy, can you just tell us a little bit about this area? What happens with the cupboard and how you came to discover this photograph? Uh, well... I'll say about the photograph first of all, because that was the first thing, uh, is my connection. Uh, so the photograph was um, on the side of the bar when we first came in to view the pub. And it was one of the only things left in the whole building. Uh, every, all the other pictures had been taken away. Um, and that's when I looked at the photograph, it was... Daisy Tipple, the only lady in the photograph. I didn't know her name was Daisy Tipple at the time, but when I saw it, I said that lady is the lady I saw upstairs uh, as a ghost, not as a physical being, as a ghost. Uh, and since after that, as course, as we've stayed a, a lot longer, I've done research on that lady, and that's when I found out her name was Daisy Tipple. She was the landlady. And it was a photograph of the uh, the darts team that was in the pub here at the time, which the year on there says 1956, because there's a calendar in the corner and there's a shield that has the date on when the cross keys were runner-up as, as a darts team. Um, and also on that picture are lots of people who their sons and daughters uh, are still around and they drink in the pub. And I've had loads of other history about Mrs. Tipple, about what she, what she was about. <laughs> so on that photograph, she's surrounded by a number of gentlemen. When you were saying earlier that there were men in the room that we were recording in, are you aware that if, if any of those men are in that room? Um, no, actually. I never thought about it, to be honest. I suppose, yeah, something to be investigated. No, I'd never thought about it. I thought the men were separate, but who knows? They might have been part of the, you know, the energy that's 
around upstairs as well. So where we're sitting now, and particularly me, I'm right in the corner. I am sitting, yeah, having a look at it, almost pretty much where Mrs. Tipple is sitting in the photograph that is behind me. Yes. And to my left is the cupboard, which is it's quite it's quite a small wooden cupboard with a mechanical wooden latch. And this is the cupboard you say you find open more often than you would expect. It just opens. You could be sitting there now or for the next hour and then it will just pop open. And as you can see by the latch, it's it's not it, it, it's not it's not movable it uh you do have to knock it and and what's it for what what's kept in there um well i put in <laughs> logs uh, and newspapers for the fire uh i presume that's what it was used for years ago as well because it's next to the original fire and uh it's just a store cupboard that's that's what i would think it was for then as well so there's the, probably the connection between Mrs. Tipple and that is something to do with her landlady duties about yes. keeping the place warm. That's what and, I would think, yes. Right, right, right. And as I mentioned on the intro, just before we pressed record, a beer mat fell from the roof. Is that a regular occurrence or do you think that that is her making herself known? <laughs> I, don't get me wrong, they have fallen off before, but I find that... I think that was done on purpose tonight. Okay. But, I, you know, they, they can fall off occasionally. But where it has fallen and the timing, I don't, I don't think that's a coincidence. Yeah, because it's fallen exactly next to where we're sitting. Yes. As we're talking about her. Yes. So do you, do you think that bodes well for some activity coming yes, up? Yes, I think so. I think she's just, yeah, she'll have a little bit of fun. Okay. Well, thank you. Um, again, as I say, we're recording this over uh, an extended period. So for those of you listening to the podcast, there will be almost no time delay. But for those of us who are here on the ground, I'm going to stop recording on my machine and we'll set up to have a look around, see if we can detect more activity coming from Mrs. Tipple. Yeah. Okay, there's a weird shuffling, strange sound that seems to be coming from the corridor toilet area. So we're just going to go and check that. It's probably a natural sound, but we're just going to go and have a little look. That was a weird noise, though, wasn't it? That, that was... Uh, so that was... A, so what's the time? It is... Uh, just gone ten past two in the morning. We just had a weird shuffling noise. It sounded like I don't know your mind plays tricks, but it, it sounded like like dragging footsteps a and a bit of a murmur. Yeah. So but what's strange is that we've got you've got the you've obviously got the background hammer of the fridges. Ooh, it wasn't that. No, it wasn't that. So, I don't know, it's something we probably, when we listen, we're recording everything, so it's probably something when we go back we'll have a listen. And But it, it was something weird, weird enough for us to go uh, and have a look out in the corridor. So uh, probably one when we review and check the recordings if there's anything strange on there. But, yeah, that was a little bit strange. Now, 
that was simple. that was weird. That was weird. I mean, whether it's whether it's water running in the, in the it could have been water running around. Didn't sound like that though, because we went out there. The problem is you don't, because we we don't know what the sounds of this place make. Yep. Mrs. Tipple, was that you? That was a noise. There's a bang here, there. Yeah. Again, we seemed. Fifteen. We seem to have heard a little bang. It's you know. I guess it's very. It's odd because it's an environment that we're not used to being in, without people in and with. I think that's Peter. Would they be up there though? Yes. That's where they are. Yes. Okay. If that's if that's you, Mrs. Tipple, can you come and say hello to us? Okay, there, but there's there's a few weird creaks and sounds. I think some of them could be the the um, the landlady and uh, people who are living above. But some there seems to be a few creaks. Hard to know because it's a it's a building that, like I said, we don't we're not normally in in this quiet time. So somebody's just walked past the window which has completely freaked me out as well somebody with an umbrella i don't think it's a ghostly apparition no it's a man with a bag okay shows that <laughs> spooky bag shows how easy it is to freak yourself out i don't know don't know we've had some weird noises but i'm not sure it's anything paranormal but uh again we'll have a listen back it'd be interesting to know if you made the well it's not a beer mat but the uh what we're calling a beer mat, pump mat, fall off the pump ceiling. Um, so I don't know, if you want to leave us a message that it was you who did that, that'd be great. We'll check that out for an EVP, yeah? <laughs> okay, this is, this, is, this is a little bit weird, and I'm sure it's just the way I'm sitting. <laughs> but <laughs> it did feel like something just pinched my leg. <laughs> really? Yeah, but I, I I am sitting quite strangely, so it might just be you know, like you get a little muscle twinge and I'm probably hamming it up into something that it's not, but it was quite strange. It felt like something just pinched my leg. But um Which, left or right? This one. Right. But it might just be the way I'm sitting on this chair, but that was a little weird. That's a two twenty. I'm I'm really not saying that's anything paranormal, but it was a bit odd. Well, it's uh, it's the wee small hours of the morning. Uh, uh, the sun will be up very soon. Uh, we spend the night here. Uh, I think what's quite interesting. We've had a few weird sounds and noises. Uh, I've I've had a, I've had a weird leg pinching incident, which I think is more to do with my state of fitness rather than necessarily anything paranormal. Um, the noises that we've heard, I think we'll go back. We'll see if there's any EVP stuff. We'll have a listen. There's some weird noises. I think the strangest thing that's happened was really when we first set was setting up down here, and 
the uh, the beer mat, the the kind of this beer mat which I've got in my hand at the moment, which has Harrier, which had been on the ceiling for over six years as we spoke to the landlord about it, um, and came off. I thought what was really interesting about that Ben was the fact that the activity happened still uh, as soon as Trudy, the landlady of the pub, sat down to talk to us uh, for the second time. That it uh, literally, as she sat down in the chair right where we'd set up, this thing fell off the ceiling and landed right at her feet. Yeah. Which made me wonder, I wonder if it's really this you know if there is a spirit in this pub whether it kind of attaches itself to trudy that really if we were going to get the most out of this evening we probably would have need trudy to stay with us the whole night yeah i i think you're probably right um we have heard a few weird things but i don't think there's anything that you could Hang your hat on. No, apart from apart from that thing falling. Apart, off the uh, yeah, ceiling. A, apart from that falling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, I, and I just, I, th- you know, I just think it's really interesting when Trudy was talking earlier when you when you were interviewing earlier. You know, she talked quite passionately about her connection uh, with Mrs. Tibbles and the the i don't know the affinity that they had and it's almost it felt like she was saying they shared something a kind of spiritual connection and i thought it was it just struck me that the weirdest thing that's happened tonight is this thing falling off the ceiling that happened as soon as trudy sat down and it fell at her feet which i i wonder if the two of them are connected and that's what it's about really yeah, yeah, it could well be. It could well be. Well, I would say, as as it's getting late and towards the end of the night, I, as, as with almost everything that we cover, there's nothing conclusive. I would still say, legitimately, we come recorded in the haunted pub in Oxfordshire, but. I don't think the spirit's made itself known. And I, and I think that's probably because what I would really like is, if there's a spirit here, to have something like the opening scene of Ghostbusters. <laughs> I think I think maybe you're setting your size too high. I, I, for me, I think it's about... I think you're right. The spirit hasn't... Performed is the wrong word, but shown itself to us. But... I think what happened earlier and when Trudy sat down, I think what it's done is shown itself to Trudy, who it's got a real affinity with. That that That's what I'm going to take from this evening. Me and you sitting here trying to conjure something up, it was never going to work. I think it's about this... Uh, it's about the relationship of two landladies, one the current landlady and one the spirit landlady. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think that's uh, a pretty credible thing to say. But also, anyone that's following us on social, anyone that's looked at our Instagram posts from this evening, if your local pub has strange activity and you've recorded it, please let us know and maybe we could talk to you about it. Yeah, I mean, basically, me and Ben, this is all an elaborate ploy to get lock-ins at pubs. 
throughout the UK. This this is our ultimate mission. We're not really a paranormal podcast. Pod, blah, blah, blah. We're not really a paranormal podcast at all. We're basically a couple of people trying to get lock-ins at pubs. But dude, it's the, not even that elaborate. <laughs> it's not even that elaborate. It's just really, you know, blatant. To be honest, um, but it's it, as you can tell by the way we're talking. It's uh, it's very late. And, it, and oh, if we can oh, sit... hold on. Oh. That weird noise that we... Uh, we've just sent our beautiful assistant off to go and investigate that weird noise that's coming, just as we're saying... He does look good in that dress, I have to say. Okay, that was, that was just... That, that was the natural flushing of a toilet. So, uh, yeah, another false alarm. But, um, so, yeah, I think the other thing that's quite strange is uh I'm, I'm quite obsessed with numbers and odds and you know what are the odds of something happening i think that incident with the uh the beer mat as we're going to call it that fell off the ceiling not you know i think as you said ben there are thousands of these things on the ceiling and right the way through the pub the fact that it picked the location or or the fact that it happened right literally at trudy's feet look what i'm going to take away ben is the relationship between the two landladies i think that is the important thing and i think the fact that we had that uh the weirdest thing that we've had happened when trudy was here i think is is the real important thing but look we're gonna have we have to go back listen back to some of the weirder things that we heard and see if there's anything else there but hey, you know, who can complain? We've been in a pub and had a lock-in until the early hours of the morning. What more could you ask for? Um, We will see you next time on The Quantum Mechanics. See you next time. the quantum mechanics.